guys. Welcome to the Hash It Out podcast. Sam and Hannah here. Right to stay on Harbor Island Drive. And the GPS. You're going to hear the GPS because we are <laughs> recording on the fly today. We just had lunch and we're going to do yeah, some errands. Right um, so if you hear that, apologize. I'm going to edit this a little bit so hopefully I can cut some of that out. Um, <laughs> but today we have a few things we want to talk about. So Sam... What we'll let you choose. About today? So I think money. Money. All right. So the last like couple weeks, I've been posting um, a little bit more money tips. Like I did one where I talked about pricing, and then I did another post about um, things to write off. So I think that'll be a good um, thing to talk about today because we can get more into detail for actually talking versus me having to write a caption and cutting it short because I don't want it to be like 50 paragraphs long you know well it's also the end of the year so I feel like it's a good time to you know start planning yes get your books together clean up your books um Sam do you have an accountant Sam shut up oh (laughs) no I need an accountant if you're an accountant help a girl out maybe um Alyssa, Alisa, Todd can help you find an accountant. She gave me a referral. Um, I already know the person. Yeah, how about you look for one that's on the profit first, a profit first professional? <sighs> that's a good point. Brayden's going to be teaching about profit first and impactful influence. So, um, I need to read the book. I listen. It's so I'll easy listen to, to it, listen to I don't it. Read. Um, okay. If you felt like it was a good experience from listening, <laughs> bless you. Excuse me. Um, sorry, yeah, if you felt like it was a good experience from listening, then I will get it on Audible. It is so good. So, um, it's really hard for me to listen to books because my brain is in 20 different places. I'm the um, But I picked up Profit First because a esthetician, I listened to her podcast, she recommended it for one of her book, um, like book club? Book club, yeah. It was one of her book club books. So, I downloaded it and... He reads it, Mike McCallowitz, he's the author. He reads the actual book in Audible Audible and he like narrate like he throws in stories into it. So he's like talking to you and it's so good. His personality, he's not boring, he's not monotone. I'm kind of obsessed with him now. Um <laughs> So tell me what the model is, because I don't like I've heard a lot of people talking about it and I've heard two different sides. I've heard some people say that it's limiting. Um, and some people say that it's really smart. Um, it is both. So it's teaching you, I think it teaches you more to be more resourceful and work with what you have. So his thing is you, you know, you have to get your numbers and see obviously what's doable. And it really teaches you to see if your business is profitable or not. And if you need to change things or if you just need to get rid of the business depending on like I guess what kind of business you have oh get rid of it um yeah because if your business is just not profitable at all and your your business is not serving you you know if you're like not a startup you didn't just start your business and it's been 10 years and it's not profitable and you change things and it's still not profitable maybe it wasn't a good business yeah, you know. That's a good um, point. So it makes you really look at it. So he does all these things that like you get numbers and everything. And um, his whole point is you pull your profit first. So you get like he it's, he starts you off with just one percent profit. 
So out of all your income, you take 1% of that and you put it on the side. Oh. And that is, you don't touch it. I mean, you don't touch it. There's different things. You put a percentage for taxes, a percentage for you, and all this stuff. And depending on how your business is set up, like, I'm a sole proprietor. Not a sole proprietor. I'm a... S-Corp. So it kind of depends on how your business is set up. So, you know, you put your percentages aside first, and then what's left is what you have to pay your expenses. So if you don't have enough money to pay your expenses, then you have to find a way to dial it down. Because you're not making enough profit. Yes. Gotcha. Because, okay, if you're making a 1% profit off of all the money you're making, that's not, that's you serving your business. That's not your business serving you. Do you know what your profit margin is right now? Um, I can give you a range. Let's see. It's one-fifth. My profit is one-fifth. What is that? So uh, all the money I make. 25%? No, No, 25 is four. Yeah, so about 20% profit. So 18 to 20. Some months are better than others. Okay. So... And it's not bad, but I go overboard and I spend things, I spend money on things I don't necessarily need. So that's why I want to do profit first is so I can see how much better I can make, how much more profitable I can make my business. Um, but that's his thing. You take your profit first and then you work with what you have because most people, when they start a business, you don't have a lot of money unless you get some crazy loan. But you don't have a lot of money to start, and that's when you're so when you first start, you're so resourceful. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, we're gonna just make this work. We're gonna make our own business cards, you know. Mm-hmm. And the business works. Yes, it might need a few tweaks to look a little more professional or whatever. But you make it happen, and you grow your business that way. And then, you know, when you make a lot of money, instead of knowing your numbers. You go like, oh, well, I have a big chunk of change in the bank. Let's go spend to build the business more. But you're still making the same amount of money. So your expenses are getting higher. But you're not making more. Yeah. So his whole thing is making you more aware. And just making it so your business works for you. So I I love it. I think every either whether you are going to implement the profit first strategy or not you should probably read it interesting yeah okay. I, I think I'm not going to do it a hundred percent I think I'm going to take maybe like 80 percent of his his strategy and yeah. use it that way smart um yeah anyway so if you want to learn a little more about your business you want to learn about the money thing read profit first listen to profit first we're, they're not sponsored. We're not sponsored no, by them, but I but love it. I will say, sponsored. <laughs> we can um, be. Impactful <laughs> Influence is going to be on November 21st. And Braden Drake, our friend who is a lawyer. He did our first podcast he, with us. I think it was our very first podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's a lawyer and he's you know works in more of like the business formation, contracts, and tax side of law. And um, so it's all business related and he's really into profit first. So he's actually going to be an impactful influence on November 21st teaching that and it's going to be at pigment. So it's going to be like a really cute place. That's cute. Um, so it's going to be cute. It's Which pigment is it at? Uh, this time it's going to be at um, the, uh, the, what's it called? Point Loma pigment. 
Oh, yeah. the Liberty Station. The Liberty Station. Oh, and that one is so cute. So you guys can get some content too while you're there. Yep. <laughs> it's great for content. We've already been there twice for content connection. Yeah. It's the only place that we've done twice. <laughs> well, and then because they have so many options there. In, in Liberty Station. Yeah. So anyway, if you read the book or not and you want to learn about profit first, Braden's going to be teaching. Uh, if I didn't have to work... I would have definitely been there because I love, love this book. And I like Brayden. So. And you like Pigment. And you like me. Yeah. I like Sam and I like Pigment. <laughs> um, so let's go into um, pricing your services or your for your product. A lot. I see so many people under pricing. Is that a word? I underprice my services. A lot of people do that, and you know, and that's a really, um, that's a really common way to drum up business in the beginning because a lot of times we have to make, even if we don't make a huge profit, we still need to make money. You gotta work. Yeah, and you gotta like put yourself out there. So whether you have a service or um, a product, sometimes making little to no profit is still the. It's a lot easier to underprice a service than it is. Yeah, but um, with products, you know, you have an actual like, you have to buy these supplies. Right. So um, I, it's really hard. Like a lot of supplies are really expensive. I mean, like for my business, I do both. I have to buy supplies and I have to, I have a service, so I have to pay for time. So it's um, you know, I definitely underpriced a lot of my services in the beginning because you were solo and you can afford to do it better when. When you're by yourself, you don't have to pay anybody else. You just got your rent and your your product. It's easier to underprice. But yeah. But as when you get employees or when you pay assistants and you have to buy, pay for, you know, um, like contractors, and then you have to kind of drum up a little bit more money. And it is a dangerous place to start. You don't want to start that way if you can avoid it, because then you have to come out of it and then you have to start teaching people what your worth is and mm -hmm. so if you charge what you're worth from the start and you're not you're not going to be worth as much as you are when you're when you start as you would five years later so it makes sense that you would raise your prices but you never want to have to teach people your worth you they should should show up for the first time knowing your worth and if people ever tell you that you're too expensive you're not too expensive you're just they're just not your client I mean, there are there are some things that are too expensive in the world. I mean, for for you though, like they're they're going to be too expensive for you or for me. But there's going to be an ideal client. So knowing True. your market is what I'm saying. Like knowing who you're marketing to, and being at the right price point for your ideal client. Don't be too expensive for the people that you want. You want. Yeah. Um. So. I had this, I did not make up this formula, I'm not claiming I did, but the formula that I, after re-listening to Profit First and like thinking about all the other formulas that I've had before with, I mean it is pretty basic, you see how much your products cost or whatever your overhead costs, what it takes to run your business, and then you see how much money you want to make and then you kind of go from there and you make your price so I had two different formulas for services or for products so the cost of your service and overhead 
so that includes everything so the items that you have to buy to make your product or offer your service so your rent yeah everything um if you have to pay employees (laughs) yeah your internet your I don't know, Q-tips, cotton, if you're doing aesthetics, (laughs) you know, like any little thing, you break it down, especially if you want, like if you want to know your exact numbers, you don't want to be like, um, just winging it. You have to know, you have to count everything. Like a Q-tip for me costs maybe like a penny. One Q-tip costs one penny? Yeah. Like if you break it down by how many times. Do you really know like what a... Yeah, facial like, costs you mm-hmm. down to the penny. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I had to do all this work because I needed to know how much money I was making to feel better about myself and my business. Well, not to feel better, just to be un- aware. Yeah, it's important to know. I think in the beginning it wasn't a big because I was just thinking, okay, grow the business, grow the business, and now right. I'm like, I work so hard. I need to know how much money. Now, the past like year or two, money has become. It's not the drive in my business because my drive is more like, I want my people. To, I want to make people happy. Um, but it is now very important to me because we have to work. We have to make money. It's our job. But so what you're gonna do is you're gonna pick that. And you're going to give yourself an amount of money you would like to make. So think, okay, I would like to make $20 an hour. And be realistic, obviously. We'd all love to make $100 an hour. But think about it like, okay, well, maybe you want to make $15 an hour. Maybe you want to make $20 an hour. And then you put those together and you break it down. So say I want to make I want to make hourly $20 an hour and say it costs me $5 to do a brow wax. Brow wax takes me like 20 minutes. So I'm going to divide that by 60. I'm going to do all the math and see how much I have to charge for 20 minutes to Mm -hmm. make. If I did every 20 minutes for an hour of brow wax, what it would equal to however much I want to make. So, And you can do the same thing if your services aren't hourly. You can say, oh, I want to make this much per month. So that means I have to make this much per day per day or per client, right? Mm-hmm. Like for Sam, that probably is going to be a better option because Sam was like, okay, for per day she wants to make this much. So then she has to, I don't know. Like I want to work this many, I want to be in front of this many clients per day. That is this much money per month. And so that's how much I have to, this is how much I have to charge per client. Yeah, and so um, you can do that if you're doing a service, or not you're doing a service, if you're having a product, kind of the same thing. So you're going to see how much it costs, like what your textiles, like how much you have to spend for your supplies, and then how long does it take you to make that, like say you make jewelry, how long does it take you to make this bracelet? Is it two days? Does it take you like three hours to make it and be realistic? Right. And then say, okay, well, it takes me like, Say it takes you two hours to make something and you want to make $60 an hour. So you're going to, and it costs you like 30 bucks for supplies or something. Yeah. So you're going to probably have to charge a lot of money. So for something like that, I would be like, okay, well, you want to make $60 an hour. Let's cut it down a little bit. Like in the beginning, when you're first starting, you can turn right here. are so grumpy. Alright, we needed a quick break because we had to um, go to a checkpoint. Um, but what we were talking about is pricing your product. So you might have a little bit of a 
Um, you might give a little bit of a discount when you first start just to get your product out there. You might send some of your items. You might be sending it for free to influencers or like people you know that have um, that know a lot of people or have a bigger presence on social media. You know, sending them your product or having them come in for a service so they can talk about it and share it with you. So that's going to be um, something you have to think about. Like, okay, if I want to... Uh, that's a part of marketing. Like, I've given away free services before to the right people, of course. Right. Um, people you know who are going to talk about you. And you'll give them away to the wrong people sometimes. Yeah. You'll learn. <laughs> Definitely have done that. Yeah. But you want to try to find the right people. Someone who is aligned with what you... Who has your audience. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Is they have to have your same audience. Just because you think they're cool doesn't necessarily mean that your audience follows them yeah like if your audience is more like fitness people you're not gonna be like give it to someone who makes like jewelry yeah they're gonna be like oh well okay yeah um what else did we talk oh write-offs we went to lunch today and i paid for it we both paid for it with our chase business cards not a commercial for chase but we both have chase military accounts Mm -hmm. free free So up to a certain, and you can have multiple accounts, and they're free. Up to a certain number. I don't know exactly don't how know much. Are. Um, but we both paid for our lunches with our business cards, and that's a write-off. We had lunch to talk about what we were going to talk about in the podcast, because this is essentially part of our business. This mm-hmm. is growing our business. Um, what else? Sam does a lot of traveling. Do you? You write off all your travel expenses? Not all of them, but there's like so when you travel obviously like your plane ticket and your mileage all those kinds of things and then some of your meals your hotel stays all that I've only been traveling lately for business because of content connection but um yeah so if you travel for business even if you're just driving like to your yeah that mileage can be like if you're an esthetician or a massage therapist or a hairstylist or makeup artist and you're driving to your clients that's work travel so you should keep track of that. Um, when I used to do more on location, like weddings and stuff, I would charge the client a mileage fee mm-hmm. for on location because I had to pay. Or, um, you know, if it's in a hotel, I always recommend every single person who's driving to a hotel that has, um, what is it called? Valet. valet. To valet your car and charge so your client because you have to carry all your supplies. Mm-hmm. You got to park far away or all the way in a garage and then log all that stuff. You just be like, hey, this is a travel expense. If there's going to be valet, uh, you guys are going to cover that fee. And if you're, if they really want you to work for them, then they'll pay that. Like people pay so much money for convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. You know, you're just finding the right person to pay for that. Um, what else is a write-off? Your electronics. I need to buy another iPad today. Yeah. It's going to be a write-off. We're actually sitting right outside of the Navy Exchange in San Diego. <laughs> I dragged Sam over here. She's going to I'm put... setting the timer. She's going to have, what should we say, 30 minutes? Yeah. This place doesn't have a lot. We're in front of the... Ele- if you are in San Diego and you've been to the electronics exchange, there's, like, nothing in there. There is, like... The electronics building, there's just home stuff and electronics, so and it's going to be easy. 
in and out in 20 minutes, under 30. Okay. Let you guys know. 30 minutes, because Hannah likes to shop forever. So I always tell her, she'll call me and she'll be like, oh, let's go shopping. I'm like, I'm not your shopping friend. Let's brainstorm. Who are your shopping friends? Jordan. Jordan. (laughs) Because she likes to shop just like me. Actually, I have not been out shopping in a long time. I usually just shop online now. So do I. I love to buy things for myself, but I don't like the act of shopping. Money-saving tip. If you shop on Amazon for a lot of your supplies, like I buy in bulk, like toilet paper and tissues and stuff you on Amazon. From Amazon now? <laughs> See, I was wondering about that because we were thinking we don't even use enough of a membership to have a Costco membership anymore. Like I literally go there once every three months for toilet paper, and I'll get a chicken while I'm there. And it's like <laughs> I shop at Costco like once a month, but I eat a lot of like their fruits and veggies. I can't buy fruits and veggies from there because everything goes bad too fast. Well, because we buy organic, but we buy all of our vegetables and fruit from um, Sprouts. Yeah, so Amazon, for, I have an Amazon, sign up for Amazon business. You have to put in your, like, EIN, your federal ID and all that stuff. Um, you get a discount. And you get wholesale on some products you get a little bit of a discount but also you can sign up for that amazon prime card credit card and you get five percent cash back so um big saving tip that's what i do but make sure you're paying that credit card though don't let it it build up i literally like once a week go into that my my business credit card and i pay off whatever balance is there that's what i do with my apple I love my Apple card. Did I tell you about my Apple card? Mm-mm. It's so cool. It's I... money. It has no numbers on it. You want to see it? Mine is like that. Which one? My American Express. Oh, well, shut up about your American Express. If you're military, you can get the Platinum American Express card, and they waive that $500 annual fee. You get $20 towards Uber rides. You get... Two to five percent cash back, depending on they do like deals. You get the Centurion Lounge. Because it's such a cool card, and like Sam really wants it. So many perks. But five hundred dollars a month for an annual fee is crazy, unless you really are. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would never pay that. Unless you're like traveling that much. Like, why can't they just? I don't know. Five hundred dollars is insane. Yeah. I could see if they said like, oh, you have to spend a certain amount of money on it. Like, why don't they do that, and then, okay, if you don't spend that much money, then it's a $500 annual fee. I don't know. Maybe it is that. No. It's definitely, I looked at the thing, because I'm really big on interest rates, so I read everything when I get a credit card. you spend 10 grand on it a year, then you don't have to pay it. Look at where I put my purse, dude. We're in the car, and I threw my purse in the back. I literally am going to have to, like, open the trunk to get it. Um, okay, money. What else? What's a good money tip? Pay off your credit cards every month. Do not spend what you don't have. Yes. I s- don't be using a credit card, actually. <laughs> if you don't have the money to pay it off yeah. every month, don't be using it. Mm-hmm. Because I know you didn't, and I didn't. When we first... I have never put it in. I think the most I've had on a credit card um, of balance for work, I put, like, maybe $5,000. Oh, because of, like, the microblading classes and stuff. Yeah, so the only thing I've ever put on credit card now for work is the travel expenses and I only did it 
because I wanted the cash back. Um, also with traveling, a lot of credit cards give you free travel insurance when yeah, you buy three your cards. American Express does. Um, so I did it for the travel because I wanted the cash back, and then I just literally, as soon as it hit and was not pending anymore, I just paid it off. Yeah, Eddie, I was never this. I was never really good with money until I met my husband. He's amazing. Well, and you have to compete with him. You're like, oh, I have to. Yeah, our credit scores, my we're like score neck and he's, his is really good. My, my we, credit score went up 17% this month. Nice. Or 17 points. Sorry. That's good. I know. Um, him and, and I are so neck good. and neck. And it's because I'm using the credit card and paying it off every month. That's why it went up. Mm-hmm. Also, I paid an extra payment or two or something on my car. So I just paid off my car. I'm so excited to not have a car payment. That's amazing. I I just think like, wow, all these all that money that I spend on a car payment, I can save it for something like bomb. Like a better car. No. <laughs> my car, I will use it until my car is still like fine. Let's talk about our differences in opinion about cars. Sam wants like a brand new car like every six months. Okay. So I believe a car is a consumable. It is not a depreciating asset. It's not an asset whatsoever. Your car is never an asset. It is a consumable. I see your car as something you're using every day and it is dying every minute you're using it. Just like if you were to drink alcohol or order avocado toast or order the seafood tower when we go out to dinner every time, Hannah. <laughs> I don't know. So my thing is without, I, one, I like to have a certain amount of money in my savings account. I don't mm-hmm. live. I'm. I'm not struggling to buy things, so it's not like she I need want money. To have a car payment, and I want to have. I like to keep a nice car. <laughs> what I'm going to do with the car payment, uh, half of it, I'm going to put into savings. I think, like, okay, so this is going to kind of sound dark, but like when my dad died, if I didn't have any money saved, I, I would probably be. have had to put that money on, like, my, my flight was a thousand dollars because I had to fly to Hawaii. The day of. The yeah. day of. So, like, emergencies happen all the time. Or, like, say my car, get in a car accident and it's my fault and my insurance isn't going to pay anything. That's true. You You should definitely have savings. Don't buy a brand new car if you can't afford a brand new car. But what I'm saying about cars is, like, I will have people who literally spend a thousand plus dollars a month on parties, alcohol, going out every weekend, seafood towers, whatever, and talk shit to me about having a brand new car all the time. And I'm like, I like cars. You like beer. Cheers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i do well i don't think this talking shit about i mean people just want what they want like, exactly and so i literally there's this girl on facebook arguing with me about it and she's like it's a depreciating asset but i'm like no it's literally not an asset i don't know why people call it an asset that's not what it is and if you don't want a car payment that's totally cool like i don't drink alcohol i can't drink alcohol so that's my thing like i want a nice car okay but I don't know. I just think I don't need a new car. Because you're not a car person. Well, and, like, I would love, okay, like, yeah, if I... But what's your thing? Like, you like makeup, or you like clothes, or electronics. Eddie, right? So, Eddie loves electronics. Eddie's really... Eddie doesn't spend a lot of money, though. No. But he'll go out and buy an electronic and not worry about it. Yeah. Because, well, we don't worry about it because we're, like, cool. Like, you know, so, I think, like, okay, if I was, like... Oh, I really want to buy this outfit, but I don't have money for it. But, like, okay, now I have a car. Now I don't have a car payment. I'm, like, it's not that I'm, like, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I just think, like, I g- want well, to get, one day I'm going to. for it, 
don't fucking buy it. And that yeah. that goes for alcohol, any kind of consumable. It goes for anything. Literally anything. The outfit, the party, the, you know, the new car, the new the newest iPhone. If you don't have the money, go work your ass off, make the money, mm-hmm. and then you can buy it. So, like, I think that's the other thing with me is, like, I don't want to live in, like, a... This sounds so... There's a psychological underlying tone to this because growing up, like, I'm going to be real... <laughs> We never even had a car that would fit our whole family, let alone a car that worked half the time. Our cars never had tabs on them. We never had insurance. Like, cars were a big issue in my family. It was always a point of poverty. Like, cars in my family equaled poverty. And so I made a decision when I was really young that that was never going to happen to me. I was always going to have insurance on my car. I was always going to have a full tank of gas. I was always going to have a car that ran. I was never going to have a car that got stranded on the side of the road. I can't tell you how many times that happened to us. So, you know, I made those decisions out of, not out of fear, but out of never wanting to be in fear again. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, certain things happen in your life and you make decisions based on your experiences, right? So maybe you never had those experiences. So it's not as important for you to have. I mean, my parents... My dad had his same blazer that he had to fix up for, like, over 10 years, like, 15 years. And it was just like, oh, yeah, if he had the chance, he would have gotten, like, a nicer car, but yeah, couldn't afford a nicer car. For my husband, too, like, literally, Chaz's biggest joy in life is cars. Like, he's, I could sit here in this parking lot right now and point out every single make and model of every single car in this parking lot, not because I want to know it, just because... If I want to keep up this conversation with my husband, I have to know it. Like, he's always been a car guy, and by default, I have become a car person. And now, you know, I want to have a car that's nice that I don't have to worry about. So that's why I leased my car. I loved having a lease. I love my car. Loved having a lease. And I really like the idea that I don't have to worry about it, and I get to just trade it in for the newer model when it's done. I like that idea. Um, I'd rather pay for the security of that in my I mean, life. It's warranty. My car is on an extended warranty. Yeah. But I also want to know, like, I have the, the latest model. Just like, you know, with, when you get a new iPhone or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know. what I used to be, like, now I'm not. I don't iPhones. care about the iPhone. Like, my iPhone works just fine. Like, the only way I would get the new iPhone, or only reason I would want one is, like, okay, the camera's cool. But the cameras, cameras, yeah. my camera's all right. Um, I, my husband's really good with money, thank God, because if it wasn't for him, I'd probably be broke in Hawaii, living <laughs> with my parents still. Um, my thing with, I don't want to get a car, is, like, I want to save that money first, so I can have a little bit more savings, and then... And that's smart, too. If you're not a car person and you want to have and I, that money for savings, that's totally cool. And I want to save it so I have a little bit more money to put down for uh, even... For really, for a, my, a car I really, really... What is your dream car? I don't know yet. I have a few she options. It, it kind of depends. I think it's going to depend on what kind of car my husband gets. Yeah. He'll get one probably when he retires. Because he kind of wants an SUV, right? And if he gets one, you're Yeah, he has the G35. Uh, it's an older one. 
Um, pretty good condition, really good condition still, because he never drives it. Right. He's always gone. Which sucks, because, like, it's old now, but it's still brand new. <laughs> yeah. It's still, like, every, I mean, like, everything that's wrong with it is kind of, like, more just cosmetic. Like, there's, like, a little crack in the dash. dash. Yeah, and but stuff. that's from the sun. Yeah. So, he's, his car's pretty good, so he's kind of, like, well, I don't need it. And he worked, he saved up for a really long time. Like, that was his dream car. So, he's, like, I'm going to wait till the wheels fall off until I get a new car. So, when he retires in a couple of years, so he might get a new car then. He wants an, the, not the really big Infinities, but the mid-size Infinity SUVs, mm-hmm. the smaller ones. So, if he gets an SUV, I already have a CR, I have a Honda CRV. I don't want us both to have SUVs. So, if he gets an SUV, I'm going to get a smaller car. Mm-hmm. But if he gets another small car, I want a bigger car. One of us has to have a big car, one of us has to have a small car. <laughs> That's just in my opinion because i want a little car sometimes it's fast and we can just be like sorry you guys can't ride with us we're in the small car today i know we don't keep the seats in the back of the jeep yeah does it on purpose so he doesn't have to give anyone fucking rides and there's so oh i just swore i did too um there's so many times where sam's like oh we don't have the seat in the car i hate it like right now i threw my purse back there and it's literally in the back of the Jeep, and I can't reach it, so I'm going to have to open the trunk. I've had to, like, Uber home for places so many I times. I hate it. I told him when I, so we are going to turn my lease in, and I haven't found a car that I want yet. And so I don't want the upgraded version of my car. I just don't know what I want. And so what we're going to do is actually kind of a combo of what Hannah does and what I like to do. And we're just going to put my car payments toward the Jeep and pay it off by the end of the year. And so we've already started paying double payments on the Jeep. Um, but I'm going to be driving the Jeep because Chess has a work truck. We don't even need this Jeep. But this is the car that we, like, want. And so, anyway, he likes to keep the seats out because he doesn't want people in it. It's only a two-door Jeep, so it's not super conducive to having people in it. But, um... <laughs> He doesn't like people in it. He doesn't want, um, he doesn't like the way the seat looks in it. And to me, I just hate it because shit, like, flies everywhere. We get groceries, they're being flying everywhere. And, like, so now I know. I'm going to be like, can you make sure you guys put the seat in the back of the car? Talk to Chaz about it. <laughs> I can't argue with him. He doesn't allow it. So, I mean, but I told him, I said, once I turn my car in, this Jeep is getting an upgraded stereo system with a backup camera. And the seat is going back in because I can't, I can't deal. First world problems. So that's my opinion on cars. I know mine is probably different than most people's. I used to work in finance and so I was a big, you know, oh, pay off your car really quick or, you know, save up and buy your car with cash so you get to keep the interest rather than them. You know, all those kinds of things, but... Oh, buying your car with cash is, like, the stupidest thing ever, I think. I think so, too. At this point in my life, I don't want to own a car anymore because you're owning an electronic at this point that's going to be obsolete in three years. So why not just lease it? My car's going to be obsolete? Your car doesn't have all the bells and whistles. Like, my car has, like... I have, like, a freaking space car. It drives basically on its own. It's got that, um... What's it called? The adaptive cruise control it's like it will stop and start if it needs to it has the i am such an old lady i'm like i don't need that i think okay the one thing i do i do probably need is a backup cam because i have have reversed i've reversed into eddie's car once (laughs) Uh, long time ago like my car is so easy to drive you barely 
have to drive it. Like, it really honestly drives itself. It's got those side mirror things where it tells you if somebody's next to you. Like, it's great. Um, but, you know, they have new models now. They have new, better technology now. The adaptive cruise control is not good in that car. It's, like, really jerky. <laughs> and so now it's better. And, like, they'll keep getting... So and like, I don't have so, And so that's the thing where it's, like, Okay, well, you need to the everyone someone who needs the newest model or everything, right? Like, um, Sherry, my friend, does she always needs the newest phones? She's so mad that the new iPods are out, but because she, she doesn't need it, but she wants it. And I'm like, who cares? I don't need it. Um, but my phone, since I use it, like, it's my whole job on my phone. They get really worn out after a year, and so I just get a new phone every year, usually around when the phone comes out. And I'm just like, meh. I'll have an upgrade eventually. But I also lease my phones. Because I feel the same way about it. I have it set up. I pay off my phone before I get a new one. So then I can do whatever I want with my phone. I'm going to sell it to someone. Yeah, I don't want it. I'm like, take it back. I'll take the new one. I want the new one that works. I don't want this old garbage. But you get a new one. and But you get something out of it. I think that's that's like renting a house. I know. You rent to not own anything. Renting? Do you how do you how do you think about renting? Do you think it's stupid to rent a house? That's a that's not a super easy question for me to answer. So I, renting is like okay, I'm giving my money away to use the to use your house, which yes, we all need to rent. Like I mean, most people rent, but if you have the option of renting or buying paying the same amount, so to I own, believe like what Grant Cardone believes, where it's like you rent the house that you live in and you own houses that other people live in. It's a long, it's like too long for this podcast. We, I, we bought a house, well, because my husband's going to be retiring soon and we wanted to buy before he gets out because it makes it easier because we have the VA loan. But um, also we were paying like 2200, 2100 to rent an apartment and we're like, we can get a mortgage for like $700 more and own it eventually. You can get a what? We could pay like $700, $800 more to own a home. Yeah. So. So we do want to buy like soon. Um, but. Well, see, so now all the money that you had that was going towards your lease, you can put that towards your down payment. I think we're going to buy a cabin in Washington and Airbnb it though and not live in it. Like we're going to still rent in San Diego. I know. Very interesting financial strategy, mm-hmm. but if you follow Grant Cardone, then you know what I'm talking about. I just, I'm not the expert on it. Chaz is more into it, but I don't know. <laughs> I, um, when we bought the house, I had a great realtor and a loan officer, and they gave me kind of like what I needed to do to what my goals were. So that's another smart thing with money, personal and business, if you want to buy the space you're going to be in. Or not get a good realtor and a good loan officer that is going to work with you uh, with your goals, like what your goals are going to be. If you're going to want to eventually sell it later or rent something out later, if you want to buy like a business complex and maybe you want to expand too, and then you can rent out that um, space. So that's another good business or money tip. Um, I think that's kind of. I think we're gonna cut it short though. We're gonna cut it at this. So now so that now you guys know what we think about cars and you guys know about um 
Sam's husband doesn't want anyone riding in his car. Chaz is such a jerk with that stuff. He's so weird about. He's so Chaz would never let anybody drive his cars. Never. I don't like people driving my car. You let me drive your car once. Yeah, I do it out of like. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know if I'd let you drive my car. What? I drive Jory's car. Know how Hannah drives? <laughs> I'm a pretty good driver. I have gotten an accident, and but literally the accident was like. It was the weirdest. It's weird. No. <laughs> I think people exaggerate how I drive. I'm a pretty decent driver. I just drive fast. And then I, the last accident I was in, I this is a street that I drive on all the time. And when I was, t- I t- you have to take a turn before you hit this light. And I was taking the turn and I was looking at the light and the light was green. And just, and what, but it wasn't phone? green. I didn't look at my phone. I just kept driving because going through the light. And then I was like, while I was like right on the line to get through the intersection, it was red. Uh-oh. And another car was coming down across. And I ended up hitting that car. Anyways, yeah. They're, they're exaggerating. <laughs> I drive Eddie's car and Eddie doesn't let anyone touch that thing. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have any other financial tips you'd like to share with us if you think there's things that we need to know that you know and you want to share with our people let us know if you guys have questions hit us up there's so many things we can talk about and every time we record we're thinking like okay let's see what topics and you know because we just definitely want to we want to give you guys what you guys want to hear so let us know Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will talk to you in the next podcast. See you later. Bye.